Peter's missing. Missing? Did you look on the piano? What did he say? He said, did you look on the piano? There's no piano here. There's no piano here. Oh, well, then that's why he's missing. <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? I want to party with you, cowboy. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. I don't care. Welcome to the Never Gets Old podcast. The podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics. With your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. Donations at paypal.com at macwjackson at comcast.net. Listen to my chaping songs. DJ saying that they're too long. His guitar may be silenced, but his soul goes on and on. Long again, long again. His stories were like us of beginning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Never Gets Old podcast. I'm Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Shell. And how you been? I've been pretty good. We uh, just got back from a convention, as I do often. In Pittsburgh? Yes, this was the one of three that we do out in Pittsburgh every year. That turned, Was it worth the trip as far as... You know, financial. Well, for the business, it was for the most part. Uh, numbers were down uh, a little bit, and that unfortunately has to do with an issue that happened to a neighbor of ours out in there or out there. Uh, there, you know, there are just certain words you don't want to hear screamed in a crowded place. Fire, gun. fire, rape, gun, things like that, which is you know typical fearful stuff. Sure. But when you're dealing with an environment that is very family, it's, you know, supposed to be family friendly of the convention. When you hear words of stop threatening my child, pedophile, things of that nature, it tends to kind of kill people's desire to spend money. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, this happened to our neighbor. And this woman was was probably one of the nicest women women I've ever met. And uh, her helper, well, her helper and her, they weren't doing anything wrong. What happened was, Cliff Notes version, sure. evidently there was drama that had happened on Facebook with a friend of the woman's helper that a customer knew. And it spilled into the convention somehow. And like, the two women behind the table were at a loss because they're like, what, what the hell? You know, we didn't do anything wrong, you know. <laughs> the one, the, the helper had actually asked the guy's kid to return something to a costumer or whatever that had let them hold something to get a photo. Okay. So we were able to, like, piece together what that comment was about, or about the threatening kids. And it's like, okay, first off, no nuts. It wasn't, they weren't threatening the kid. They were asking the kid to return something to somebody. That's how that's a threat. I don't know, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But apparently this guy 
we found out's a bit of a creep and just he's an asshole and the showrunner did what was the right thing and he ejected the guy from the the convention said you're not welcome here out he looked at the people that were with the guy and said you are welcome to stay but you were to not step foot into this aisle because you know you've done enough damage to this these two people i'm not having it so i mean i i applaud the guy that runs the convention he, he did a good job with trying to handle the situation unfortunately certain words just crap just carry a lot of gravity to them so it was kind of dead in the aisle for i think about an hour and a half two hours and it was naturally on saturday during the busy time of the day unfortunately so i mean we we took a bit of a hit there and the the neighbor like the neighbor direct the, the woman that was our direct neighbors who this hand had happened to and she's like i'm so sorry that that happened i'm so sorry i'm like you had you had no control over what some asshole did you know it'd be different if you know you overcharged him or shortchanged him or something there then i could understand you know but you guys did literally nothing to this dude so I, I don't know. I said I'm. I'm sorry that there are guys out there that can't let Facebook drama be exactly that Facebook drama. <laughs> you know, just tried to handle it with my, you know, cavalier humor. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it, it's unfortunate. Matter of fact, the woman who was dressed up as Morticia in the one photo, she is the helper of that woman. She was dressed up as Morticia and some chick from Riverdale on Friday. Okay. Uh, she was dressed as Team Rockets Jesse on Sunday, and then on Saturday she wore like a flapper dress with blue lipstick, which is just kind of weird, but whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever gets her through the day. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's just really flipping weird. But um, yeah, all in all, the convention for the business was really good. Uh, one of the other vendors approached us about wholesaling some stuff from them. Cool. Uh, I was able to help out my buddy and my buddy Anthony, who does 3D printing and stuff. Sold some things of his. Sold a friend. Sold some of my friend's artwork for her. You know, but uh, personally, it was very interesting. Uh, I got to meet Michael Dorn and Terry Farrell from Deep Space Nine and the Next oh, Generation. Terry Farrell uh, just got married to Leonard Nimoy's son. Yes. Right. How about so, that? Huh? Uh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. So I congratulated her on that. I said for, for what it's worth from, you know, just some random fan, I, you know, I think that's really cool. And congratulations. She's like, well, thank you. You know, I, I appreciate the congratulations. It's, it's always welcome, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was funny. Cause I have this uh, painting that a friend of mine had made. And uh, I bought it to get signed by Nana Vistar. And I'm like, okay, well, if I get her to sign it, I can start working on the rest of the cast. Mm -hmm. So they were the second and third persons to sign it. So I'll be getting some more autographs throughout the year and hopefully get a nice chunk of people to sign it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Probably going to only focus on the main cast and maybe like some of the major uh, supporting cast. Because otherwise it's just going to end up looking like a Sharpie solid gray image you know <laughs> yeah but uh, i did a smart thing i have a cheat sheet on the back but uh something that has a bit of a tie to you happened oh 
two things actually. One, they announced their guest lineup for the August show. And Mike Nesmith is going to be out there. How about that, huh? So it's like I got as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I gotta send this to Mac. He's gonna get <laughs> he's gonna get a kick out of that. So <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I love that he does that. He he gets such a kick out of you know, he's still amazed that people want to even meet him. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because out there, you know, back in December they had one of the village uh, you cut out. Who was it? It was one of the village people. Oh, the Indian? I, no, I think it was the uh, cowboy. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Cowboy or biker, I don't know. One of the guys, I'd say the one with the mustache, but I, Christ, I think all of them had mustaches. But uh, he was sitting there, and people were coming up to him, and, and he was being polite and signing and, and all that stuff. But one of our friends went to his panel, and he's like, this is just kind of weird to me. He goes, you know, when we did when we did those songs and everything, we didn't think people would want to actually meet us. We just we were doing it because it was something we enjoyed, you know. So he was very humbled that people traveled to go see him. Yeah, so that was, cool. that was really cool. And then um, this time, their music, you know, their musical guest was Alice Cooper. Yep. Yep. And. First off, that man is a hell of a sight more interesting than I get than I ever gave him credit for. Yeah. He well, you know how, you know, like most rock stars, you know, they get involved with drugs, alcohol, and all, all the addictive substances. Found out he took up golf to prevent himself from relapsing after he got himself clean. Oh yeah. He and Mickey Dolans used to uh, play golf together and baseball. They lived, I guess, next door to each other. Yeah, they lived close to each other, yeah. So he um you know, he's been a very avid golfer. Apparently he's really good at it, I guess. I, he hey, just stand he just good. stand there and he just stand there and whack a ball, but I, you know, it's not my thing. But for those that can do it well, I applaud you. Um <laughs> but yeah he, he apparently had gone to school for like an art major so people were taking like stuff that they had painted and whatnot, and he was kind of like grading them and signing stuff for people. Uh, my friend Kelly had done a, I think it was a pencil sketch or a pencil drawing, and uh, got him to sign it, and he said it was A plus material. Nice. So I was like, that was really sweet of him. Uh, Jess got him to sign something from Jesus Christ Superstar, which was just on. Yep, which was just on. And I found out through her, because she didn't know this, apparently uh, that was an Andrew Lloyd Webber production, I think. Uh -huh. Apparently, Alice Cooper is who he had in mind for that role for when they'd done a recording back when they originally did it. Isn't that cool? It's like, holy crap, that's just really cool. And uh, he admitted that uh, something that kind of made me laugh, because... Uh, you know, he's known for the grandfather of shock rock, and he had commented that, you know, it always this always comes up, the chicken. And he's like, when I threw that chicken in the audience, he goes, I honest to God thought it would fly. He goes, I'm not a farmer. I'm a rocker. You know, <laughs> like, I could totally see a grown-ass man just sitting there like, I'm this, not a farmer, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, okay. I heard that story, too, because he innocently enough went, fly, and the thing flew into the crowd, and they tore yep. it apart. Yeah, it's just like, whoops. Yeah, you know, and, he, so. and he got all the crap for it, too, because he's like, no, 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 I didn't sacrifice a chicken. Yeah, he's like, I honestly didn't realize it would float like a rock. You know, It's, it's like Ozzy Osbourne 
biting the head off a bat or whatever it was. Yeah, he I think thought it, it was fake. Yeah, he thought it was a fake bat. Yeah. And then I remember down that. And went, oh, that was oh, what I meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's 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 just interesting, like the little stories you get you get to pick up when you go to these conventions. But uh, the other thing that's tied to you yeah. is, do, do you remember Shore Leave a number of years ago when I got to got you to go to Shore Leave for Richard Dean Anderson? Let me see if I can recall. Do, 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 do. Oh, Richard Dean. Let me see if I Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, dream come true. Are you kidding yeah. me? Well, apparently, you know, as I have a small, you know, you know my setup. It's not overly huge. I have a small section for autographs, and I have a Richard Dean Richard Dean Anderson autograph available for sale for people. And this woman walks up, and she's fawning over it, as a lot of unfortunately women do tend to fawn over Richard. You know, some of us do. Well. Kind of known for his looks, I guess. Yeah, and uh, she looks at me, looks at the autograph, and then looks at the wall of ID cards. And goes, I know you. And my immediate thought was, I swear to God, I didn't whatever it. whatever it was, I was told it was perfectly legal. And she kind of laughed a little bit. But uh, she goes, no, no, no. I've met you before. Matter of fact, I met you where I got to meet him. And I'm like, okay, well, it could have only been one of two places. And I know for sure it probably was not Dragon Con. So I'm like, okay. She goes, sure, leave a few years ago. I said, I remember it very well. I was able to fulfill, help my my buddy Mac fulfill his uh, lifelong goal of meeting him. And she goes, well, yeah. I, she goes, I remember, I vaguely remember you saying you had a friend that was there to specifically meet him. Here, this is a woman that casually just every now and then start conversations with. I met her the one time at Shirley, but it was one of those just quick intros, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so what have you been up to? I said, well, I said, you remember <laughs> my friend Mac? She goes, yeah. I said, he and I do a few podcasts together. I said, we do one called the Never Gets Old podcast. We usually try to we try to record one a week or one a month, but life happens. Sure. She goes, as it does. I said, but I said, there's two podcasts that I think you would be greatly interested. And I said, so let me grab a pen and paper. So I start jotting down the MacGyver podcast and the MacGyver SG one podcast. And she goes, okay, well, are you going to tell me what they are? I'm like, yeah. And I handed them to her. I said, the top one is one where we go again, get together, try to about once a month. And it's anything and everything, Richard Dean Anderson, any of the projects he's been associated with, but obviously MacGyver. I said, now we do talk about the new MacGyver, but and she goes, but you probably have the same reaction a lot of the fans of the original series have. Oh, dear God, yes. Right. And then we talked briefly about how RDA is stay, staying true to the fans. They, you know, they don't, you know, necessarily care for it. So he is respectfully keeping his distance. Yeah. And she goes, okay, well, she goes, that's cool. She goes, how many podcasts or how many episodes do you have? I said, I think that one we're in the 20s, 30s somewhere. 30s, yeah. Somewhere in there, I said. But uh, the other one, we're we're pushing like 60, 70, I think. We're in the seventies. I think we just had seventy-two or something like that. Yeah. She goes, well, tell me about this MacGyver SG one one. That sounds really 
really like an interesting mashup. I said, well, my buddy Mac is doing an audio book, audio drama type thing where it's tied to one line from an episode of Stargate SG-1. She goes, okay, but where does the MacGyver part come in? So I told her, you know, the scene. The, yeah, the scene. And she's like, huh, okay. Yeah, I could see how somebody could have some fun with that line. I said, yeah. I said, my buddy Mac has done a really good job. I said, I was fortunate enough to do the uh, cover art for the podcast or for the audio series. And I meshed up, you know, MacGyver and the S the classic SG-1 logo from the, from the DVDs. And she's like, okay, really cool. So I showed her on my phone what the, what the artwork for both looked like. And she's like, I'm going to have to sit down and listen to him. I said, now I said, I hope you don't get angry like I did with the SG-1 MacGyver crossover. She goes, what do you mean angry? I said, Mac is really good at giving you just enough. And then it's over for the next to the next chapter. She goes, how many chapters does he have up? I said, I believe he's got four. She goes, okay, I will listen to them slowly <laughs> <laughs> so that it's, I said, because that depends on his availability for sitting down, getting things cranked out and all that stuff. But yeah. he's very good at weaving the stories together, and it's it's staying true to the original MacGyver and staying true to the SG-1 universe. And he's, you know, I'm really proud that he's he was able to find something that is able to convey a, a really good story. Well, thank you. And I said, he even got some professional tips on uh, Murdoch's voice. And she goes, wait, he's even brought Murdoch into this whole mess? I'm like, yep. <laughs> She goes, oh, dear God, I can't wait. I'm like, and it he does it in a manner that through the music that he chooses, through the, you know, the way he words things, if you're familiar with Stargate, if you're familiar with MacGyver, you're able to really visualize it, and it really helps immerse you in his storytelling. Thank you, because that's, that's crucial to me. Yeah, and you know, so she's hopefully, hopefully she'll be listening to this one eventually because I did end up jotting this one down for her. Sure, good. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was all in all, it was a really good weekend for for us business wise. It was probably financial end of things. It was probably around the mid mid range of things, but basically, it's worth it was worth going. Oh, absolutely. And then personally, I I like to think it was worth it. I mean, I got to hang out with friends I don't get to see that often. Uh, I'm working now on. Oh, you probably saw the the Poe Dameron costume I had yep. thrown together, yep. and I'm, and I'm realizing I need to either cut back on beer or I need to uh, start doing some extra crunches well, or something. You know what? It was funny too, and I, funny you say that because I saw the picture. I'm like, suck in the gut. If you sucked in the gut, nobody would know. Yeah. That's it. Oh, it's so one of those. That picture was also taken first thing in the morning, so I was yeah. a little tired. Yeah, but it's um, a white shirt, and white does not flatter anybody. It's actually not a white shirt. It's like a this weird cream color. Well, you know what I mean. It's yeah. light, you know. Um, but uh, I'm go also going to be working on a Chief Hopper costume from Stranger Things. Oh, okay, okay. Now, now there, I could get away with having the gut stick out a little bit because that character was a little bit more sure, sure. stocky, plump, plump um, stocky. And yet, he's going to be in the remake of. Uh... Hellboy. Thank you. Which I've, I've seen pictures. I've seen like the test shots of him in the yeah. in full gear. It's just like, damn. Okay. Yeah. He, I I can see it now. You know. <laughs> um. Let's let's dive into our topic list then. 
All right. You mentioned him, and you mentioned Stranger Things, and Paul Reiser, who we love and adore. Oh yeah, from is Mad About You. Second season. Well, speaking of Mad About You, it was announced the other day, and again I said to Cindy, I won't believe it until I hear it officially from him or Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. But they've announced that they have signed a deal to bring back Mad About You. Nice. Because he was like, I don't know. Yeah, he's so... Paul <laughs> is beautifully modest. And he's like, I don't know if anybody wants to see... You know, I don't know. Does anybody really want to see me? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Like, All right. Does anybody really want to see me bring back Mad About You? I, we kind of had a nice ending. And somebody, I guess, pointed out to him, one, you don't have to wipe out the last episode. Two, everybody else is ignoring their last episode. Mm-hmm. Because in the last episode of, of Mad About You, they jump ahead to say present day now, which mm-hmm. would be now, you know, this is going back 20 years. So now, 20 years? Close enough. Yeah, 20 years. Uh, so now the story would have happened. When you look at him with the gray hair, I'm like, oh, he looks like he does now. Right. Um, <clears throat> Them going back and doing more would not negate most of that, if any of it. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I guess, pointed out to him, Roseanne that came back ignored their last episode. That they uh, ignored their last season. Exactly. Uh, Will and Grace ignored last their episode. last episode. So mm-hmm. don't be such a stickler. And I guess the premise is they would come back and be going through a empty nest syndrome because their daughter... Mabel would be going off to college or whatever. So it's their first time back alone together. Yeah. Which so it's readjusting great. to... Yeah, which there's your story, and who cares what every episode's about. The fact that they're together, and just to hear them banter, is so yeah. worth it. I so mean, and there's so much that they could, you know, have fun with. I mean, look at... I mean, good Lord. Look at X-Files. Exactly. There they, you go. I mean, you got David Duchovny chasing people down, huffing and puffing. It's like, you know, when did we get so old? And, you know, Scully just slightly looks over and like, we've been old. We? <laughs> yeah. Or what do we, you know, what do you mean? Wait, you know, and you just get that. And just him reveling in the fact that, you know, they've got a freaking like glorified supercomputer in their pocket. You know, it's just, it's comical that, you know, some of it just sort of writes itself. Well, and see, They've signed the deal, but they haven't found a network yet. Well, I'm pretty sure. I would be surprised if they don't find a network. I mean, it, well, no, no, it, it's def, They're going to find at least one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was on NBC. So okay, back to NBC or Netflix, even or you know, Netflix is brilliant and going yes to good stuff. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, I, Will and Grace has been did a really good job, and I think they got picked up for like another season or two. And I expect. I expect it'll be a matter of them fighting and fighting over who gets to put on. Mad Probably, yeah. But again, I I'm like waiting. What what Paul Reiser's done besides go to Twitter now, which I love for the last year. He also is on um, um, Instagram, and what he's doing is during the day when I'm at work, he randomly picks people that are following a live stream of him. You know, mm-hmm. you can type on the bottom and, hey, how's it going? He'll pick somebody and talk to them live for a couple of minutes. Huh. And he does like two or three 
over, say, 15 minutes. Well, that's really cool. A week. I love that. And he had the sheriff from Stranger Things on the previous episode. That's really cool. I love it. And somebody said to him, I was watching the newest one. They're like, Paul, do me a favor. Before we go, we hang up. Please bring back Mad About You because they didn't hear the news. And he goes, okay. And he pretends like he's writing it down. Bring back Mad About you. Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but I'm like, just confirm it. Give us, you know. Yeah. And Helen Hunt was on Ellen last week. Actually, the day later on in the day when they announced that they signed the papers, she was on Helen Hunt. Or she was on Ellen. And she goes, you know, do you, um, have you seen Paul lately? Well, they meet every month for lunch, which I love. I love that all these years they're still friends and it's close. And he goes, yeah, he's in my kitchen every day now. Meaning talking about the man about you thing. Yeah. So I'm like, just give us the, give us the, yes. Yeah, just give us the scoop. Come on. (laughs) And then coincidentally, he mentioned uh, the passing of Harry Anderson from Night Court. Because they were were stand-ups together. Paul Reiser and Harry Anderson. Yeah. I don't know what the heck happened though. Like, boom, gone. Yeah, well, we got hit. He, we lost him. We lost, uh, I always butcher his name, the drill sergeant for, from Full Metal Jacket. Lee Army. Lee Army, thank you. And then even uh, Barbara Bush Just, passed away too. It's yeah. like, geez, Louise. Which, unfortunately, I mean, good Lord, you, her and George Sr. have been married forever. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that does not usually end well for. The one left behind. Well, yes. Yeah, and I know said, it. I know his health has been kind of suspect here the last couple of years. Cindy said, "You know what? He'll 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 go soon because usually when you you have a couple like that that are so close, the one yeah. quickly follows the other because you're like, yeah, all right, I'm done. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm waiting to find out. They they said it was natural causes for Harry Anderson, but he was only sixty two. Yeah, I was gonna say he wasn't with uh. With the other one, it was uh, pneumonia. Yes. And, you know, his age. Yeah, 71, pneumonia, you know. Um, So I think soon enough we'll we'll hear the official reason about Harry Anderson. Um, Which also leads me to my next topic, poor Stan Lee. Yeah, I I could not bring myself to watch the the video that has uh, surfaced. Which one? Because there's a few. There's, there's one, one where they... he, Go ahead. It's the one. The only one I've seen the thumbnail for. It looks like he's sitting in a hotel room, and he, he just looks sad. Uh, okay. What you saw? He's done two. Uh, quick. Uh, videos to the audience type things. Okay. He did. He did one about a month ago where he was getting over pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And he sounds weak. I mean, the guy's ninety-five. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's pushing a hundred. So, I mean. so here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of speculation of elder abuse, of people taking advantage of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was on there. He's like, "Hey, just let everybody know," <clears throat> and he'd be coughing, and he sounds really weak, and he sounds like he's getting over pneumonia. And mm-hmm. he's like, "I just want to let you know, I'm you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm fighting this pneumonia." Um, I'll be back with you wonderful people. I love that you care enough about me. And, you know, so you're like, okay, good for him. But you could hear the weak. He's very weak. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, that's good. 
Then all the rumors are flying about elder abuse and his daughter's gonna sue, is trying to sue for his money or whatever, take his money. Um, something should be done. There's an article called The, the Sad Last Days of Stan Lee. I know a number of comic book artists that have been close to Stan Lee for like the last decade or more had like had an outpouring of like, okay, you know, what's going on? You know, we were always able to get a hold of Stan and just, you know, treat him to dinner, treat him to lunch, you know, actually spend time with him. And now all of a sudden it was just like a switch had happened. And Which is what's making people wonder. Like Todd McFarlane uh, went and visited him. He actually <laughs> posted a picture and said, let me give you the straight. What I witnessed myself mm -hmm. from a half hour visit with Stan Lee. How does Stan look? He looks like a 95 year old. Uh, but he's good. You know, he's, he's in good spirits. He was glad I came. Bah, 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 bah. So that's nice. But then they show a video from a couple weeks ago where they had him appear at a convention. Mm -hmm. And he's in a chair. He's got a blanket over him. And he's signing, and they slide the, the the comic out of the way and slide in a new one, and he signs it. And they slide. He never looks up. Mm -hmm. he's, he's like a monkey at a at a organ grinder, just chicka 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 chicka. Where it looks like, and this is what the the gossip mill or the comments were. It looks like he's being forced to do it. Because he's mm -hmm. not engaging with people anymore. He's just, yeah. you sign this and we will move. He's not even moving the comic himself. He's keeping a hand there on Chica Chica and they're moving it like a conveyor belt. Yeah, it's, he's got, got it there to, for stability, but that's about it. So that's it's very sad and depressing. Well, the one that you didn't see yet, which you saw the... The, the thumbnail, which, yeah. yeah. It's him with his manager who's he goes hi stanley i just want to clear up some rumors uh and i'm saying this faster and stronger than he is mm -hmm. i don't know where these rumors come from uh i have a wonderful relationship with my manager who's filming this right now that's he's the one who's filming this for me mm -hmm. um i have a wonderful relationship with my daughter she's not suing me she's not stealing my money i thank you for your concern but there's nothing to worry about Thank you. And then, then they, they, yeah, he goes, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I'm doing okay. You know, everything's fine. Thank you. And then the, the manager says, talk about your, uh, the cellular, uh, uh, degenerate, ah, to heck with that. He says, and they end it. Like he doesn't want to talk, you know, who cares? Which it seemed like he's like, it doesn't, who cares? Nobody wants to hear me complain about my eyesight or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what to make of that video. Because on one hand, you go, good, there he is himself saying. Mm -hmm. Or was he made to say it, blah, 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 who knows? Yeah, I was going to say it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that speculation is always going to end up ultimately running rampant. Well, my bottom line is, and I'm sure you agree, is at this point in his life, leave him alone. 
Yeah, I mean, do not put him out on a sign. No more conventions. Yeah, no I mean, let the man. I mean, the man lost his wife. He he's clearly. I mean, he, he's in you know rough shape. He just had pneumonia. He's got something with his vision. Let him. Ultimately, let him enjoy his twilight years how he wants to. If he if he if he truly wants to go out and spend time doing things for the fans, fine. But you know, maybe limit how much he does so that it's not, as you'd said earlier, that impression of monkey, you know, trained monkey just slide slide. You know, it's like come on. My thought was, you leeches, you venomous leeches, how, if I'm in that room, I am not sliding a book under Stan Lee. Yeah. Because, you know this, it's more important to get a picture with someone that you have a connection with over a signature. Yeah. Or, or a signature if you can't get a, a picture or whatever, but it yeah. has to represent the meaningful moment between you and that other person, dis- despite their fame. Oh yeah. In this case, it's like no, 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 no. He's going to be dead soon. Quickly sign this. Yeah. <laughs> I got one of the last signed copies. You monsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like earlier I'd mentioned about that painting. I have a small memory associated with every single one of those memory or every one of those situation or signatures. Michael Dorn, he and I talked about, you know, watching Star Trek The Next Generation live. And then I, and I admitted to the guy, I said, you know, I didn't watch Deep Space Nine past the first season live because it just, it was, to me, it was slow. He goes, yeah, he goes, it was, uh, it was a couple seasons until they got a, uh, uh, you know, brave Klingon warrior on the station. <laughs> and I just howled because he was just, you know, he was what I would have hoped for. And I said, you know, it, it's funny. I said, you know, that is around the same season. They started kicking off a lot of those good story arcs. You know, the the situation of the week works great for on a, on a space station that can go anywhere and everywhere. But with Deep Space Nine, it was stationary. You know, yeah, they could move the station a little bit here or there or whatever. But, I, you know, it needed to be in a big story arc. And he goes, and because you were able to watch it on Netflix, you were able to binge it and just eat it like candy. I said, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's and it's cool when you get to have that that level of communication with with somebody that you grew up watching, you, you admire, you respect, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, as you said, these leeches are kind of destroying that. Or they are really. I mean, on, on a level, they're really destroying that for people that are fans of Stanley, that love him, respect him. I mean, as I said earlier, you know, you've got some of these uh, these artists that for years have have been to some degree or another a part of Stan's life, and just over the last couple months, it's just like click that changed. You know. Mm-hmm. That's and, what I'm saying. I, I just I would like to see him just. Not be seen. <laughs> you know, it was like um, uh, Richard Simmons decided apparently to just pack it in because he's much older than you would think and just decided, I'm done. And he was one of those guys who, despite how annoying his, his public persona could be, if you were driving by 
his house in like a tour, you know, a Hollywood uh, house tour. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He if he would be at the window, if he saw the car pull up to point out his house, he'd say, hey, and yell from the window and come down and run down and spend time with everybody. There's a video, I guess, on YouTube of a car going by and driving over his ankle and, Ooh. and cut. I mean, broke his foot, cut. There's blood. And yet he goes, wait, wait, wait. We'll get to that. I'll, I'll deal with that in a second. Let's come on. Let's all get a picture together. A sweet, wow. giving, amazing man. Um, and would do things to help people with their weight loss for free of his own time, whatever. No money, just uh, check in with people, call them on the phone from to like Michigan. Hey, how's it going with that? Uh, one day he packs it up. Done. Everybody that he was close to never hears from him. Mm. Well, they did a podcast called Missing Richard Simmons. And I've listened to the whole thing. And it's someone who is a friend of his who wonders, okay, is it elder abuse? Are they keeping him locked up? Mm -hmm. They never got necessarily a definitive answer because the police had been called a couple times to check on him. But it seemed like bottom line was he just said, despite the fact that he didn't, he didn't just cut out ties of the, the public world. Close friends of his never heard or, or saw him again. Oh, wow. Which is where it gets <coughs> weird. And, and if anything, the best case scenario is he's an a-hole for doing that to them. But bottom line is for the rest of the world, he doesn't owe the world anything. He's done more than enough. Mm -hmm. If he wants to never be seen again, that's his right, as long as he's happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that does raise that question. Like, it does make you wonder what happened. Right. Right. And basically, they said he had a lot of... Uh, uh, what are the the spotted dogs? Dalmatians. Dalmatians? He had a lot of those. And mm -hmm. they died one after the other through the years. He had like 14 or something, they said. Wow. And then he took it very hard. And he just, I guess, decided, I'm done. That's it. Uh, but never made an official announcement, which is what scared people. Mm. So, in the, you know, if that's, I, I would like to see Stanley just kind of relax. Don't, don't, yeah. no more take, appearances. Take a step back, you know, and just be happy. Know. Don't work. Stop yeah. working. Yeah, I mean it's it's heartbreaking. Um, we there was something that kind of made me think an actor was being. Uh, what's the term? Abused. Um, um, oh, I know, I know. It's yeah. right there too. Yeah, because you know, taken I've, advantage of. Taken like, advantage of. Yeah, there we go. Um, out there at the convention. Uh, Gary Busey was a guest. Oof. Yeah. And he is, he, you know, he's always been known for kind of being all over the place after his accident, all the drugs he's put into his system. Yes. Everything. I mean, and the man has no self-control. He's got no, no, no impulse no. control. No, he lost that in the accident. Yeah. So, you know, I had no desire to, to meet him, to see him, because... I want to remember Gary Busey for what he was like before all this happened. Now, unfortunately, you know, there's a plethora of examples of him after the fact. Sure. But so, you know, I'm sitting out there and I'm talking to my friends and, you know, my one friend was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm excited. I'm going to 
see Gary Busey and the look of just hurt on her face after she met him. She just, you know, she was pained because, you know, this is somebody she was looking forward to seeing someone meet and it just, it didn't go well. And it wasn't necessarily, and she knew like she, she understood why it didn't go well because he's got no impulse control. He's got, all these demons that he's he's gonna have for the rest of his life mm -hmm. like he's signing stuff for people and you know one second he'll hand the item back to the person and the next second he'll chuck the item back at the person or you know as he's signing something you know he'll just blurt out oh i remember i was you know banging this chick well in the copy room of this set location we were at or whatever and it's just like is that really the the is this really the appropriate time for that? I I don't think so. But yeah. again, because he doesn't have that self control, it's it's tragic and it's just it's heartbreaking. He is definitely one of those people who I hate to see him on anything because it's like the world going, yeah, we know he's nuts. <laughs> see yeah. the camera in front of him and yeah, then and see what the goofball will do next. Well, why don't you yeah. just put a, push a cripple down the steps? Exactly. That's, that's I mean, and, and oddly enough, you know, this also kind of touches on something that I'll be probably watching tomorrow afternoon. Um, designated Survivor has Mac, uh, Michael J. Fox on. Yep. And I know he, I know his health is not getting any better. Uh -huh. And I fear Michael <clears throat> J. Fox is going to end up being put into the same situation eventually. I don't know about that because I mean, I he, has, not, but... he has his mental capacity. If he yeah. was mentally handicapped, then I'd say, yes, yeah, stop. But in this case, he's fighting against Parkinson. Parkinson's. He's going, look, yeah, Parkinson's, you're not yeah. going to ignore this. And you're not going to ignore yeah. me. Which, yeah, which you know, it sounds like they might actually have that be part of the reasoning because of you know his Parkinson's, he's being brought in as somebody who is gauging on whether or not uh, Keith or Sutherland's character is capable, mentally capable, fit. Yeah, mentally fit for the role of the presidency. And it's like, okay, I could see, I could see this going really well. I mean, Michael J. Fox is still a hell of a talented actor. Oh yeah, and. You know, this even Michael J. Fox in his prime, this would be right up his alley. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm keeping I'm cautiously optimistic with that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's a go getter, and he's another person who I just think is an amazing human being. Always have. Yeah. I mean, poof. Um. Uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba. Okay, let's move on. Let's see. Uh, da -da -da. Oh, okay. <laughs> While we're on our our gripe fest. Have you seen the pictures, the still pictures for the Titans TV show? I've seen the leaked photo, the leaked photos yes. that have started a veritable shitstorm. Yeah. And I applaud the actors or the actress that came out and went off on people because mm -hmm. they were nasty. Well, the the fans were being outright dicks to the actors and actor or the actress playing Starfire. And it's like, well, first off, you guys are seeing something that was taken technically or actually in all actuality illegally because it was a behind, it was a behind the scenes photo without any kind of visual 
elements or what have you. Mm -hmm. And the actors were all standing around with coats over their costumes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are going to have the audacity to just lash out. And it's like, you guys are seeing things completely out of context. Right. That'd be like seeing a picture of Indiana Jones standing there holding a, a Nazi flag <laughs> And, you know, people jumping to the conclusion, oh, Indiana Jones is a Nazi now. No, he probably ripped it down, but because context is everything, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% familiar with the Teen Titans. Am I looking forward to seeing what comes from it? Absolutely. You know, more is always better than none. Mm -hmm. um, agree with all of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just, the, it's, the it's nasty comments are, you know, it's that whole, well, I'm on the internet and anonymity, I can say whatever I want. Well, okay. Yeah, but keyboard make, muscles, as it were. <laughs> it doesn't make you a good person, though, to, to do that. Um, however, with that being said, I pray to God that people are seeing things out of context. Because... Beast Boy, again, Beast Boy didn't have green skin. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be a digital thing they do afterwards. Uh, yeah, because for, for all we know, they might have it where, you know, you know, he, you know, his face kind of like has a little bit of fur or something on it. And for time and essence and whatnot, they just chroma key it in or whatever, you know. Well, my thought is that maybe if I'm going to try and fill in the blanks, Maybe it was a raven spell. We're going to be walking around the public. Ooh, very let, possibly. Let me make you guys look a little less alien. And does that. Yeah, or maybe it's a piece of tech or something. I mean. Um, right. However, if, the, if this is true, what they did to Starfire. Now, I've seen pictures of this actress... When they announced that she was going to be Starfire, paint her in orange, and she's Starfire. Oh yeah, I mean she looks the part. She's however the hair was atrocious in that picture. Right again, like, again. Let's out wait of context, and see. And, yeah. out of context, and also, <laughs> if it was meant to be how she's going to look, hopefully they would do what they did with the Not MacGyver show and went, "Whoa, people hate this trailer." Heads up. They hate the long hair. He looks terrible. Cut the hair. Refilm the pilot. Because they yeah. did. They refilmed that whole pilot. Oh, yeah. I remember. You and I were were like, oh, this is a great sign. You know, they are you know, they have no faith in their product. They're going to just I, go yep. back and redo it. However, the one thing that they did change on that, which I wish they hadn't, the guy who's quote-unquote Jack Dalton had a different name. Everybody had a different name. They weren't trying to pander to the audience yeah like, so they went people. from trying to do their own thing to pander central right that'll fix it right cut his hair and make steal names from the original no oh anyway that's a discussion for a different podcast which um, we've gone into a great deal quite often and frequent <laughs> can't help oh yeah bad, i know you know yeah. um okay so that was something i i will be anxious to see. Yeah, I, my 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 approach to it is I'm cautiously optimistic because the actors had all come out and said, you guys are seeing this stuff out of context. And essentially, these people stole 
everybody's moment to shine by leaking this stuff and creating this issue to begin with. And the guy who looks like uh, the kid playing Robin mm -hmm. from that picture looks like Robin. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, 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 okay. Now, are y'all caught up on your CW shows? We are behind one episode of Arrow and one episode of uh, Supernatural, but everything else I'm caught up on. Black, all right. Did you watch Black Lightning? Black Lightning, I, I watched the entirety of it. I thought it was interesting that we we more or less kind of saw his origin story finally told. Sure. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I, again, not being familiar with the character, I had no clue what to expect, but I thought all in all it was a very solid yeah, <laughs> solid first season, and I know my wife is eager to go see the entire cast at a convention in two weeks because oh. she really wants to go meet them. <laughs> you know, here's my thought on the CW shows. I feel that they, most of them, have lost their edge, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't hate any of them. I just, I feel like, remember how excited we would get for it, the next episode of The Flash? Mm -hmm. Well, I've been, I've been enjoying The Flash for the most part this season. Sure. I have no, you know, uh, except for him constantly revealing his identity to everybody. Yeah, it's like Fine. how how to how to out yourself as a superhero as taught by Barry Allen. Um they're fine, but I'm not excited for them like I once was. Um Flash has been last season was too he was an a-hole last season, so this season they thought, "All right, we're going to give you a lot of lighthearted episodes." Mm -hmm. Well, now it's skewed too far where every episode is a joke. And even though there's a bad guy, it, we gotta have Barry floating up to the ceiling, and we gotta have you know elongated man do his zany stuff. Yeah, which you know, okay, let elongated man do his do the zany. Let right. Flash have that bit of humor, but still on point. You exactly, know. exactly. Um, do, do better as we know you can. It's too lighthearted, in my opinion. Um, well, then you got I'm not Batman, Arrow. I mean, here's the other side of it. Buckle up for this. Ready? Yeah. Arrow has been better. Arrow yeah. has since since they did the whole dynamic of the team team Arrow splitting up and fighting against each other. Mm -hmm. They have been except for this last week. All these episodes have been dynamite. I'm happy oh, yeah. to say, I'm being of all people. I'm happy to say. I'm actually enjoying this show as much as I ever have. I have a funny feeling that's going to be the thing. Like every season, every season, one of the shows, regrettably, is going to end up suffering in some form or another. Be it throughout the season or parts of the season, it might hop from show to show. I don't know. But for the writing for Arrow to bounce back so strong, I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, you know why? It's a lot less Felicity. It's a lot less, I think I'm Batman. Mm -hmm. And just the, the, they've made the other actor or the other characters shine more. They've given them more purpose. Yeah. And now they're starting to weed yeah. out the obnoxious secondary characters that had nothing to do for the longest time. 
Yeah. They, they're okay. Make them give them a good story. Make them go away. Bulldog yeah. guy, whatever. Uh, uh, Renee, yeah, Wild yeah. Dog or something like that. Wild Dog, hate him. Yeah, hate him. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the character, but I did like some of the storylines they've done with him. Sure. Like the whole storyline with you know how how he lost his wife. That yes. was a that was a very. There's no character that would have worked with other than him, you know. Uh, but then, yo, Hoss, Hoss, I'm so tough, yeah. It's Hoss. like, it's I like will I pound want... you into the ground, you little nothing. Well, I, I was gonna go for. I was. I would love to see, uh, Lance just grab him by the back of his head and thump him against the wall or something. But well, that's why when they had the actual, uh oh, the, the tensions are rising, and now, oh, they're gonna have them fight, and he goes after Ollie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ollie's just smacking him around saying, stop, stop, stop. And then he won't stop. And then kicks him into a tree. I'm like, good for you. Yep. Good. That's exactly. And then, you know, everyone getting getting on Ollie's case. Well, you, you did this. No. He kept attacking. He defended himself. Also. It's, yeah. Renee, let's not forget, Renee's the reason Oliver is being indicted for being the Green Arrow. The fact that he's still able to live is amazing. Like you, you scumbag, you betrayed your friends. So anyway, yeah, I don't want to get specific into the episode. But ever since that, they when the team split, the writing mm-hmm. has been fantastic. Well, as, as you said, it, it's given characters that didn't really have purpose purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Black Lightning. I've enjoyed so much more than I thought I would because I was afraid it was going to be, oh, a little too yo-yo urban-y, you know, yeah. trying to be. And they, they, in the first episode, there was hints of that, but I was able to tolerate it. Well, I and, think in the first episode, it was to give to let you know it's going to be that way to a degree, but all in all, it's going to be about you know, ultimately, it's going to be about a father who he wants to help protect his children, and make his neighborhood a safer place. Which is... Welcome, exactly, welcome yeah. Welcome to Black Lightning. Yeah, um, I mean, that was very well done. It's so... I like how... I mean, go ahead. I like how they touched on, you know, the betrayal aspect, mm-hmm. without going into details for those sure. that were slowly getting caught up. But he still ultimately makes decisions that are for the better of Freeland. Yes. You yeah. Know. He's a good man trying to do a good thing without being. Yeah, and I like how, and I like how they even are willing to show, you know, them making mistakes but still doing what's right. Right, right. Yeah, I, you know what? I, the way I said it was, it's a CW show that doesn't have the CW in it. Nobody in there is trying to be cutesy. Nobody's angsty and whining. About you know, too much about all oh, their love life or, you know, because mm-hmm. all the other, um, <laughs> I had, this is going to lead into a different conversation that I have on my list. I had a conversation with someone who watches all these shows. Mm-hmm. It, it does not read comics, but enjoys these shows. And this we've t- talked about this before, but it's worth bringing up again. He said the other thing that all these CW superhero shows are suffering from is oh, I'm not going to use the word right. Uh, overcompensation of 
hot topic issues. Such hmm. as, now buckle up. Because I understand, yes, everything's equal and we want everybody to be... I'm very much about equality, but... As I am, yeah. As you should be, right. However, I won't sugarcoat the fact when they overcompensate. We live in a world now where the... the uh, what is it? We, the... the the women, um, feminists. No, what's what's oh. the what's the hashtag for the Me Too? That's it. It's the Me, Me Too. Too thing. Yeah. Okay. Where years ago, when it was okay to be gay, you know, when when it became it's not such a shocking stigma, right? And now it's the Me Too thing. Where again, I agree, equality for everybody. Women, gay, minority, I don't care. But the key word is my, uh, not minority, the key word is equality, equal. Yeah. What, and this is where I get, my point is, the CW in particular overcompensates. Where, and I'm quoting my friend. Okay. And I agree though, but it was, it, we laughed. We all laughed sitting at the table and being very frank about it, not trying to be all PC. Or, the opposite and being obnoxious. Right. He said, You're trying to be in that middle ground area. I, well, I'm trying to be fair. Yeah. And, fair and, re and, and realistic. And he said, and I quote, why does everybody have to be gay? It's not a matter of, yeah, you have a couple of gay people. You have, you have women on the team. You have, oh, that guy happens to be, you know, gay or that guy's black or whatever, Latino. Mm -hmm. The CW, and, and I'm mentioning superhero shows because that's what I'm watching. Yeah. Them is going you know what you want to see how oh you're counting them on your fingers i'm yeah i'm going through while you're talking so tell you talking. tell you what tell you what it's easier if you go who's not gay well you got you got we what? ran through the list you at our dinner table two yeah. weeks ago we sat there and went wait a minute this person this person this person oh this person this person and when we go to this show again okay we, well hold on we, let's we let's, we live let's, in a diverse world okay I don't mind there being a character who happens to be. Yeah. But you know when, you know when Amanda each, Chapping said each show has damn. It, it's weird. It's it's that quote unquote tokenism. Yes. Each show and has, it's insulting. Each show does have one that's at least one gay that's or a, lesbian. Yes. You've got one on Arrow right now, uh, no. played by Echo something. Well, yeah. Okay. One who's still on there is yeah. I'm thinking of that one. Go ahead. Well, he, no, nope. Sorry, you got another. He, well, technically, the the cop guy that. Nope. But... I'm not talking about who they're paired up with. Okay. Katrina Winter, Rachel Gould's daughter. I didn't think she was gay. I thought she was bi or whatever. Same. Throw it in there. The okay. point is, the point is, they're making their sexuality be the main. Okay. What I started to say was. Remember when Amanda Tapping started on Stargate? Yeah. And after after her, you know, just because I... I My reproductive organs are on yeah. the inside of the other. Remember how she stood up and said, stop it. Yeah. Do not, writers, do not make me the token I'm fighting against all men for. Thank God for her doing that. This is what... There's no Amanda Tapping on these shows, and they're just running rampant with saying, look at how 
accepting we are of everybody. So therefore, the, yeah, I all mean, these characters, you need to know before anything fortunate, else. Fortunately, is that they're gay. Yeah, but now in, in in these shows' defenses, with the exception of Supergirl, there for a while. Because it, it did start to... I mean, I enjoy the Supergirl series. It's beautifully done. I love it. But there for a while, even that show was... It felt like, okay, now you're shoving it down our throat. Yes! It's a public but, service message. But for the most part, it doesn't seem like it's being shoved down our throats as much as it had been at one time. Well, that's because they broke up. Well, no, no, no. I mean, in general. In, in general, um, it's not... It doesn't seem like it's a major driving force for her for, anymore. For her, uh, with uh, Legends of Tomorrow, it gets brought up occasionally, but uh -uh, it's... Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It gets brought up now more than it ever did. We got you, Miss Lance. Gay, gotcha. Oh, now you got a girlfriend who's... Oh, she has feelings for you, too. Mm. And that is her main point of the show now is which it has been since she was on arrow with katrina winter being her girlfriend you know and then she sleeps with constantine too yeah so it's just everybody gets to do everything all the time and we're cw so we're gonna make sure that everybody gets a jump in the same pool and we're gonna think about that hmm. every every freaking show wait flash i was gonna say flash i don't think has anyone that's like that maybe i'm forgetting something i know knock on wood and more power to them <clears throat> but i i'll everybody else and again i don't mind a character where it comes up in one episode for one scene and then you move on because that's not what they are all about flash does have somebody crap Oh yes, the boss. The boss, but they're doing, and that's the Sing. on honestly, yeah, and honestly, that's the way it should be done. It's oh, where are you and your husband going? You know, the for end. dinner on your anniversary. Oh, we're thinking about this place. Oh, okay, cool. Boom. You know. Thank you. This is my point. Yeah. This is extremely because um with even, all my heart. Even um, oh, crap, lethal weapon. The cap, the captain, and that his husband. You know, the two of. He's got, you know, he's gay, and he that actually just came up in this week's episode. Which uh, I didn't Mertal, see yet. Yeah, yeah. Murtal says something about food that's at the one location. He's like, "Oh no, no, no! You might not want to eat that." Paul's been in the bathroom for since he gorged himself or whatever. I'm like, it's that's the way. Honestly, I mean, I don't care if you're gay, bi, right. trans, whatever. Are you happy? Great, fine, move along. But don't you know, make it be the main part. There are tentpole characters where on every show they go, all right, let's go through the list. Where's yeah, your black, where's like your black with, guy? Where's your gay person? Yeah, like with on Supergirl, as I said earlier, you know, there for a while it was like, okay, you guys are shoving down, shoving this down our throat. Now, I understand you. I understood why they took that approach they did in that show because this was a character that the first season she was interested in a, in a couple different guys, at least one for sure. And then something happened. She wasn't happy. And you, you you got to see that journey happening for a character, which hopefully that helps people out. You never know. Okay, there it kind of served a purpose, even though it was kind of getting, okay, now you're starting to shove this down our throat. 
dial it down. You know? And it did get better. And I, and I like it that. It did get better. And I do appreciate the way they did it because it, it had never been done like that before where she knew what she was, but herself didn't want to admit it and struggled with it. Mm-hmm. That was, remember it was on the news where, where that helped a girl. Yeah. And I love, and, that, and that's and thought, admirable. That's admirable. But you know what? The moment you are, there is your story. Move on, move on. There's more to her than that, you know, and now you're right. Now, hopefully they'll pull back. Yeah. I mean, with Supergirl, they, they more or less have because they had to blow up and all that, which I kind of had a feeling that was going to end up happening because the girl that plays Alex, they were filming the crossover event. She had guest starred in one of uh, Katie Lotz's like live video updates on Instagram. Okay. And just through the dialogue that they were saying, it's like, we understand these characters mean the world to you and the way you ship them is important and everything. But please understand if the ships don't go the way you want them, it's not because of our influences on the, you know, it's not because we don't want it or that we do want it or what have you. It's because a lot of times, you know, writers are just writing things for, for what they feel is right for the characters. But in some cases it's boils down to sometimes we get jobs that take us away from shows that we're currently on. And it's just the way she worded that I'm like, her and Maggie are gone. They're done. They're not going to survive the season. And it was one of those, it just in the back of my mind, it, it was her way of saying, look, there are going to be fans out there that are upset about this. Here's what's going on without actually saying what's going on. And I'll tell you, I hate it. That was such a, uh, a low scummy thing. The writers they were like, let's have, well, wait, you got gay person on your show. You got, why don't we have them hook up? They'll have meaningless sex and then they'll, Walk away. Ha ha. That way. Right. Just not you. You just belittled any progress you guys made. Yeah, that was they shot themselves in the leg to to save themselves from a bear trap. It's like, come on, guys, you you can do better than this. I was so, so disheartened. They left it off where, you know, the last we had seen the two of them, they were kissing in the shadows or whatever and just left it at that. Fine. Or just be I, flirty. Let them yeah. be flirty with each other. It doesn't have to be, let's find a room really quick. You know, yeah. Like, stop it. You know, elude to it. You don't have to just be so blatant. I mean, your viewers are smarter than you realize. But for mileage, you can have them notice each other. There's yeah. your first interaction. Maybe if they run into each other again, now they'll start talking a little more. Yeah. Let it, And even then, it doesn't have to become anything. Yeah, let it gestate naturally. I mean, the whole thing with her, okay, so now you've established her, uh, Lance, we got it. She's gay. Got it. She's got a girlfriend. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, here's Constantine. Well, now she's going to go randomly with him? You, you, what are you doing? So now we shouldn't take anybody's sexuality seriously. People just, all right, that one now with that one. That one now with that. It doesn't matter about before. Yeah. And then and then they just go, thanks, and walk away. Stop it. They make special... First of all, as a writer, like I said, mm-hmm. you have shot yourself in the foot 
and closed up a long story arc that could have happened over seasons gradually. Yeah. It's like a background thing. And two, you you do a disservice not only to the audience, but to the characters. They they don't come out smelling like a rose. Yeah. I mean, realistically speaking, the only character they could get away they should I hate to say it, they should approach that type of mentality is Constantine. Constantine is not a decent human being. Right. And he's also known apparently for not knowing what he's doing. Yeah. Sexually. He just kind of like, I I guess I like this. Yeah. He's a mess. Yeah. He's a hot mess of a human being. You know, he's anything. Essentially, he would be the Jack Harkness in the DC universe. Anything with a postcode. As uh, exactly. John, as John Barrowman so quaintly put in a uh, in a uh, interview or something, right? And you know, I will say, despite all my issues with Legends, uh, first of all, well, let me just say the compliment. One of the best things they can do is get Constantine on that show. Oh, absolutely! I I love the character. They utilized him very well. Yes, he's the highlight of that whole season. Yeah, I mean, and he's being brought in for next season, which I think is fantastic. See? And the other thing, two thoughts on Legends, besides the whole super oversaturation of gayness. Mm. (laughs) What is the point of, well, first of all, stop having the Adam be such a schmuck. It's not cute. It's not charming. It's stop it. Mm -hmm. You know? It it's run its course. Now he's annoying. Yeah, he you know his happy-go-lucky attitude and everything. Okay, but you need to give him some character development. Yes, he's been he's been rather underused. Yes, and I mean other- I like how they had him like making decisions that realistically, I'm sorry, but if he was on if I was part of that team and he pulled any of that shit, I would be furious with him. Right, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, you're off the team. I can't, I just can't. I can't stand you, get the heck yeah. out of here. I mean, I, the nice thing is they do have it set up where they do have that turnover, which that works for that show. I mean, they, they've they given uh, uh, Wally West some some purpose right now. Great. It's good to see him actually, yes. you know, being being the Flash. Yes. Flash, you know. Yes. However... <clears throat> Again, another side nitpick. Everybody in my family goes bull crap every time he goes to run, and the and the bad guy rages raises their hand and zaps him with something. Yeah, it's like come on. Nope, bull the first, crap. The first the first time maybe, not the second or third. But no. even even on his bad day, he's a flash. Everything stands still for him. This person doesn't get to lift their hand. Even if they zap something, he's moving out of the way. Exactly. But that's that. I, I mean, he trained with freaking Barry Allen. Come on now. Right. You know. Um. So the other thing was heat wave. Make him go away. Yeah, I think it's now time for him to, to take a break from the ship. I mean, right. I did like how we saw him kind of grow. Kind of. Not much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's time they start shifting out more than just one or two characters. I just he when they announced that that uh, Captain Cold was dying, I'm like, why couldn't it be at least 
Captain Cold has a purpose. He has mm -hmm. a story. He has an annoying way of talking. Yeah, everything is like this. And they're like, all right, shut up. But he had a purpose. Blame, blame the director because they liked it, so he went with it. And he's coming back on Flash. So, but Heat Wave. As long as he's not in every episode, you won't have to deal with the voice. He's not <laughs> even redeemable, Heat Wave. Make him go. He's a he's an a hole who who sits around and eats sandwiches all day on the ship. Eats drinks and makes a mess. Yeah. And he's a pain. Like you 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 serve no purpose. Leave. Um. Let's see. Oh, also in the Me Too over saturation of trying to overcompensate. Uh, you know they're filming. They're going to be filming the new Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. And they're saying this is probably going to be Harrison Ford's last indie movie. I mean, uh, the man is getting up there in age. Yes. And I, I accept that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't see them recasting it. I don't think they should unless they're going to... No, I just really don't think... it. I can't picture anybody else being Indiana Jones than Harrison mm -hmm. Ford. Even when they did Young Indy, it was acceptable because it was him as a kid. So, yeah. you know, you could see as Sean... A kid or, you know, maybe 20s, early 20s, yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery did a fine job, but at no point did I go, oh, that's Harrison Ford. He didn't act like Harrison Ford. He was a wonderful character by himself, mm -hmm. but one of the reasons the show didn't continue was, one, there was no high action like there should have been. Like everybody, like Lucas said, everybody's waiting for the boulder. There was no that yeah so, it was more mystery than more history lesson really history history and mystery yeah. but i love it for what it is yeah. um the other part of it was you don't look at sean patrick flannery and go oh clearly there's young harrison ford not because of his looks but because he didn't act stoic or manly he was mm -hmm. a fumbling kid um i don't know i'm sure there's a way that when Harrison Ford passes away, then you can recast it because you have no choice at that point. Yeah. Recast it, do new stories, fine. But Steven, go ahead, you were gonna say something before just I just don't started. just don't pull a link off. Nobody can pull a link off like Link off. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Sorry. Uh just no, I, no. With, I'm with, with you, buddy. The, the myriad of conversations I've had with you and a plethora of other people, it's like if you want to make it its own thing, don't try to tie it to the original. Yes. This yes. doesn't work. Um, but Steven Spielberg offhandedly made a comment, and I think I'm sure he was joking, and I'm sure it's the Me Too movement, and he probably maybe got the sense of the overcompensation mm -hmm. where everybody's got to be a woman now. We gotta have the doctor a woman. We gotta have this person a woman. Everybody's gotta be a woman. Woman, 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 woman. He said, "Yeah, maybe the next Indiana Jones will be a woman, huh? We can call her Joanne instead of Jones." A joke. It has mm -hmm. to be a joke because well, there there is a female Indiana Jones. This Her is name's Laura Croft. Laura Croft, which is my response, and that's what I tweeted. Yeah. Every, everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, I would love to see a female Indiana Jones." I'm like. It's not Indiana Jones anymore. One of the defining factors of Indiana Jones is how male he is. Yeah. How manly he it's is. It's like you and I, I know you and I have had conversations about this on this podcast before. It's like 
to change something to pander to a demographic is more of an insult to not only that demographic, but the source material. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's like, okay, you want characters that are gay. Create one. Yes. Or with the the uh, comic book characters. Yeah. Or if there is a character that was never flushed out in that capacity, explore it with that character. Right. Exactly. But every, you know, know, you you got the both sides of it where people are going, no, you know, the practical people such as myself going, that's Laura Croft. We accept that because there's your female quote unquote, Indiana Jones. Yeah. You don't mess with certain things in this world. It's unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm waiting for that to die down. Just like when they were like, Chris Pratt's going to be Indiana Jones. I'm like, no, I understand. He's the big, he's the big hot topic of the moment. That doesn't make him Harrison Ford. No, I, I think it would be interesting if he was given the opportunity to see what he would do in the role. Would I watch it? Probably, but I would rather, I would rather see Harrison Ford or I would rather not see it at all. Exactly. You know, it's, it's unnecessary. Harrison Ford said it himself. I'm Indiana Jones. That's who I am. Uh, that's my favorite character. I'll do that for as long as I can. And then when he passes away, then I could see, well, it's been 20 years. We we got story ideas, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But even then, it's separate. It's its own thing. You can be a, well, I... Prime example. Prime example. Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Yes. Well done. And, and one line in the newest in the new series sums it up beautifully, ties it to the original, but still stands on its own. Yep. This has all happened before and it will all happen again. Yep. Yep. Doesn't yep. mean exact, it just means things like this have happened before. Right now they're doing a uh I don't know how long the comic's gonna go for for sure, but it's a mini arc where the original Galactica from the seventies Finds itself in the universe where, or in well, yeah, t- yeah. universe timeline, yeah. whatever, where the more recent one shows up, and Captain Apollo walks off the shuttle with Commander Adama and Starbuck, and all three of them are immediately put in handcuffs yep. because Apollo looks identical to Zarek. And they and that's actually something that they address in that first issue or that second issue. That's very well done, very enjoyable. I love that crap. You know, it the third issue I just read while I was waiting for uh, <laughs> your text message earlier tonight. Which one? Yeah, well, the numerous. No, it's, you know, I got sucked into it, and all of a sudden I glance over, I'm like, it's 6.40. Oh, shit, those are text messages from Mac, you know. <laughs> I just, I'm glad you weren't dead in a gutter somewhere. That that was my concern. Yeah, well, it was funny. I, I would have, because I was getting ready to get up to go use the restroom anyway, but it's just one of those, I got so engrossed in the comic. What was the comic? Uh, BSG versus BSG. Oh, speak of the devil. Yeah, that and that's you know that's the particular ones I was reading. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I like it. I'm digging where they're going with this. I'm curious, and then I glance over. I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) I'm just glad glad I was done. You know, otherwise it'd be like, hold on, Mac. I'm gonna finish reading this. (laughs) Well, you know how I'm I'm a sucker for a good crossover. Before I got into Doctor Who, right before 
one of the mm-hmm. things that made me get into Doctor Who was reading the crossover with Star Trek Next Generation. Another was, show I don't watch, but that was yeah. an amazing crossover. Oh, yeah, it was very well done. Um, uh, I did uh, not get to read the Green Lantern Star Trek crossover. I've read the first one. It's really it, good. Is it really good? Okay. It's really good, and there's a second one, which I haven't I bought, but I haven't read yet. Okay, so they did. It was well enough received. They went back for another dip. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in comic news, we finished the first season of Iron Fist. Okay. And we are three episodes into Defenders. Okay. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to go back to the other. Okay. What are you thinking of Defenders so far? I'm loving it. I'm loving, loving, loving it. If I had one criticism, I'm noticing whoever the director is is not blocking the fight scenes well. Okay. Again, I'm only a couple episodes in, but there's a scene where Matt Murdock is runs out to the alley, and this guy was gonna during the earthquake. Mm-hmm. The kid was gonna steal something or whatever from his store. The guy comes out with a shotgun and was gonna shoot him. Mm-hmm. Matt jumps down, stops him, says, don't. And the guy goes to do it again. And he hits something and knocks the gun, flips the gun out of his hand. That whole scene, which is Matt Murdock being as cool as he can be, mm-hmm. and Daredevil, I don't know what he did because the way they filmed it, it was blurry camera or something. It wasn't done right. And I've noticed that in a couple times. moments. Yeah. That's yeah. That's mostly cinematography or editing. So, but story, say, but story wise, are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. Okay. Uh, it's leaving me wanting more. Of course, I've heard this before from people where they're like, "Yes, they're taking their time getting them all together." Yeah. At the end of the third episode, they finally get them together, and it's great because Matt is clearly the most. And they've said the actors have said this, so I'm not talking out of school. Matt is clearly the most skilled out of mm-hmm. all of them. Whereas, okay, there's a room full of ninjas, but the head ninja, spoiler alert for whoever, is Electra. Mm-hmm. And Electra kicked the crap out of everybody else. Uh, in the previous episode, pushed Jessica Jones out of the way. She didn't stand a chance. In yeah. the first episode, Danny Rand, even with his iron fist, she's kicking the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Because so now, yep. because she's Electra. I mean, mm-hmm. she's trained by Stick, and the only one who can beat her is Matt. So mm-hmm. Matt goes after her while the rest of them are dealing with the with rest the hall, of the, the Hall of the, Ninjas. Yeah, and he's like, "Don't you know?" He doesn't say it, but you get the sense of, "I'll I'll get the big gun." Yeah, that series. I, I've, I've enjoyed all the Marvel shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I asked about Defenders, okay, now we'll jump back to this one. Overall, what did you think of Iron Fist? Loved Iron Fist. I, As we're watching, I think I've said this before, because see, here's the problem of the world that we live in. We, are, we have an embarrassment of riches, mm-hmm. and the world loves to criticize for Everything, no matter. Oh, if you Give them the shiniest piece of gold. You and could, you're going to complain you, that it doesn't shine enough. 
or you know, it's you could lift things exactly out of the source material and people would gripe. Exactly. Well, they were saying Iron Fist is the weakest of the bunch. Uh, I didn't know why they were saying that, and I've come to to sense then hear people's specific gripes um, about the fact that he's whiny. Mm-hmm. And and again, we're watching these episodes and we're at the on the edge of our seat as with all the Netflix Marvel shows. Every episode ends on a cliffhanger and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. This is so good. But at the same time, you do kind of want to smack Danny Rand in the face because he's got that idealistic stubbornness. Yeah. My general thing with the Iron Fist was just certain elements just to me personally, kind of just felt like we're going to marathon through this because we want to get to Defenders. Oh, really? You felt that? Just, just certain elements. It's like, okay, you guys are kind of like jumping rather quickly comparatively to Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Each you know, of those shows seasons. felt like two, two different stories that happened in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. You had the first half, which was one bad guy. And then mm-hmm. the second half, which was which I love, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Fine, you know. Uh, with Iron Fist, it didn't really have that feel to it. Not really. Yeah, it kind of it. It felt like like they they it, were setting it up for that, but then they like meshed them together right there towards the end. And it's like, you know, he, okay, he's dealing with Howard, and now he's dealing with you know Madam Gao, Madam Gao slash hand 2.0 or whatever the heck it's like okay you kind of shot yourselves in the foot by not taking a similar approach you took with luke cage where the first half he was dealing with cottonmouth and then diamondback yep yep you know you gave people that time to kind of digest the first antagonist now we're getting the second one you know madam gao is an intimidating figure because she doesn't say much. Actually, she's, she's downright freaking terrifying, and, and she's she, a tiny old woman. And she said more in Iron Fist than ever before because mm-hmm. in Daredevil, the first season, she acted like she didn't speak English at all. And I love that she, yes. hit, you know, that's true mastermind manipulation. Um. Yeah, and now it's something I can't wait, even though I have ideas of what's going on with Sigourney Weaver's character. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Madame Gao is submissive to her, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, the, the and, Defender series, the, the eight-part miniseries season, whatever you want to refer to it as, was very well done, very well executed. I loved that up until the point we see all four together their color palette tends yeah. to lean towards their color. And I, I love that. That was beautiful. Like there's a, I don't remember. It's in, it's in, it's in, from the trailers. It's in, in a Chinese restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. just so beautiful and vibrant because they're all together. And it's like, there's the reds, the yellows, the greens, the blue, the purplish blue that they associate with uh, Jessica Jones. It's just, mm-hmm. I loved it. I mean, and Netflix, all their series, um, the Punisher, like after you're done with the 
the defenders. defenders it's Punisher and then Jessica Jones season. Yeah, the defender or the Punisher doesn't directly tie with any of them except aside from it takes place like yeah, well it takes place like after Daredevil season 2. Right. right roughly. Right. I don't recall if they reference anything from the Defenders story arc. But, um, and then Jessica Jones season two takes place sometime after season one, the Defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one was a bit rough for Jess because of some of the, the uh, story options. That, why is this popping? All right. Sorry. Yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah I mean, it's... It and out there, so whatever it was that you did probably will stop. Yeah, I just clicked on the uh, uh, window to bring it up to so it's top thing. But yeah, with uh, season two of Jessica Jones, it, it really kind of, I don't want to say tortures the people that suffer from like uh, PTSD or anxiety, sure. but it they're using her character to touch on those aspects of things. And I kind of like that sure, because it, it shows that this powerful woman can still be vulnerable, still have her baggage. Right. 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 They'll get, and still pardon the expression, get shit done. Right. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I'll check in with you when we get done with. Okay. Oh, a heads up, uh, Punisher, it's not as brutal as the second Punisher movie, <laughs> where it was just a bloodbath. Yeah, but uh, there yeah. are moments where it's like, okay, it's got some, it's got a fair amount of violence and everything. But you, you, you're smart. You'd go into the, that show kind of expecting that too, though, because it's oh, the Punisher. I, yeah, we don't watch them with the fan with the kids. All yeah, the, all these shows, we watch them like when the kids are asleep and we we have energy. We're like, okay. Let's I th- I think throw an episode up. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the Punisher, you, you kind of, they go over, they do a really good job at giving you his backstory, but keeping it in the, in the current time. Like they handle it with him having flashbacks, which they kind of touch on PTSD with him too, even, which I think is. Oh, sure. Well, we have, uh, you know, there's certain, I know I could, I'm showing Mikey season one of Daredevil. I'm not mm-hmm. showing him Jessica Jones at all. No, uh, I'd so, I'd wait for him to be yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, the first episode of Defenders, where Claire and Luke get coffee once mm-hmm. he gets out of jail, I said as that scene's happening, I said to Cindy, "Boy, that's some strong coffee." He's like smashing tables and everything. Uh, that that's oddly enough another reason Jess and I are going to go to this convention next, not this week, this upcoming weekend, but the following one. Mike Coulter is going to be there. Oh, cool! You see, oh, he tweeted back at uh, or liked uh, one of Cindy's tweets. Actually, he, no, he, he he tweeted back to her because he was complaining that he left his passport and she made a joke. And... Yeah, he'll he'll interact with fans. I like that. Yeah. Well, um, I like it, and I get frustrated by it because Jess has to always be like, "Look who liked the comment," and then I'll be like, "I'll scroll through mine and be like, yeah, look who liked one of mine,' and it's one of the guys from like the Super Troopers movie or whatever." And she's like, "That movie sucks," and I'm like, "No, it doesn't. That movie's 
gold because it's absurd as hell and you can shut your brain off and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, two other things uh, on my list. Two shows that I am watching. Okay. Uh, I told you how I listened to that podcast, Imaginary Worlds. Yes. A lot of things that he'll discuss, I'll try and give a chance because he makes it seem so darn cool, such as um, oh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Uh, I watched the first episode, and it had not, it didn't start at the beginning. It. I don't know how to... Again, I'm Fire Stick, but I've done it twice, and it's the same episode. But anyway, my point is, it's making me give certain things a chance that I wouldn't have before because he gotcha. really makes it appealing. One of them, which I'm trying to get through the third episode of, is Man in the High Castle. Oh, that is an amazing series. I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, that show... And Disclaimer for those people that aren't familiar with it. Man in the High Castle takes place in an alternate universe where... The Nazis won World War II, took over America. I believe it's set in like 62, 63. Yep. yep. And it's just, it's very fascinating because it, it gives you a glimpse as to what life would have been like. There's no rock and roll. No rock and roll. So there's, there's no nice cars. There's, for, I'd say there, there's segregation to a very serious degree. And they, they even go over, okay. You know, there's the west coast or the east coast of the well. Uh, I forget the, I forget what they call it, but what is the United States for us? They have the east coast, which is Japan, a territory. Oh no, the east coast is oh east coast is yeah Germany, is Germany and the west coast is Japan, and then uh, somewhere because on the map that they show at the beginning, you can actually kind of see where the boundaries are. These aren't butted right up against each other. There is a neutral zone that's pretty much around the Great Plains of the United States, right. where it's like the two countries don't touch, you know. Right, right. And it's just very interesting because they they still deal with you know having characters that are gay, lesbians, you know, Jewish, all all of the stuff that today is just normal, but back then was highly taboo, and you know. Jews were not treated kindly by German or uh, the Japanese. Right, right. And it's just, it's, it really messes with your head because it's like, wow, we were that hostile, Close. that cold, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even even our own country was kind of dickish with um, Japanese, well, not kind of, we were dickish towards Japanese Americans during World War II because we ourselves had uh, concentration camps. Mm -hmm. Now, it was more of a containment camp than a concentration camp, but right. still, we put our own citizens in camps, you know. So it's just really weird and... but It's, it's so well done. It's very it's dark. It's very, very dark and it, it really puts the spotlight on if this was the country we had today, where would you find yourself type thing? Right. So and, I'm, I'm like three, I'm on my third episode, which I haven't finished yet. Yeah. The uh, Ober, Oberhauser Smith. Mm -hmm. I've seen that actor a lot. Yep. Very talented man. I, I think I would actually probably want to meet him just to kind of like tell him how much I appreciate his character development. 
you don't you won't truly get to see his him shine as a character until season two. Okay. Okay. But I saw you, the, the assassination attempt in the second episode. With you will. Car. Yeah, you will see. Like you'll, you'll get to, you'll get to kind of understand that character more throughout the first season and then second season. It's it's good. It's um, surprisingly good. He reminds me a lot of the bad guy from last season of Timeless. Which, by the way, has been fantastic this season. Yeah, they started this season off with a freaking literal bang. And I, I'm. Did you watch this week's episode? Uh, yes, but I'm going to watch it again with Kennedy. Okay. That was a great. Mike yeah. was watching it, and he goes, "I love the show. This was the best episode ever." This episode was 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 pretty strong. I like the one where they uh, went back in time and were dealing with a stock car racer that was going to blow up his. I that I thought was, I didn't okay. think I was gonna like it, but I did. I like I like yeah. them all. It's really everything about it. Yeah, it's been is so they, good. They found their groove, and I applaud them. Um, yeah. yeah, they fixed a couple things. Like I didn't want to hear any more about is Rittenhouse good or bad. I don't know. We, are we kind of working for them or aren't we? Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse, yeah, it's Rittenhouse. Like, it's like no, they're bad, and you need to wipe them out now. Yeah, like I like how they finally they finally found themselves. Um, so, oh, and the other show, the other show, <laughs> uh, for all I know, you watch this, but on the Oxygen channel, they've been showing marathons each day of, like, say, CSI or NCIS or whatever. Good shows. Well, CSI, I can attest to. And when I see that CSI is on, obviously, I'm going to watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, I mean, in particular, if it's a Grissom episode. Which um, odds are good that it's going to be. <laughs> right. But on a Tuesday, a couple weeks ago, I'm flipping through the stations and I check it. I turn it on to see who is it. Maybe it's CSI. Oh, no, it's this other one. Chicago PD. I did not watch Chicago PD. I uh, highly heard, recommend it. I've heard some pretty good things with it. I watched um, a show called Third Watch. Sure. Sure. Really, really enjoyed that one. That was really good. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Remember how my complaint about uh, NCIS is? They're all they're too busy trying to be cutesy, and you know, mm -hmm. yeah. This doesn't have that, but yet, and I'm, okay, let me tell you what happened. The kids and I are gonna watch last night's episode of whatever we have to catch up on, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, all right, we'll do that. And I start watching the beginning of, first of all, the end of one Chicago PD, and it bleeds into the next episode. And I start watching it, and then they go to the credits. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to see. Mikey turns to me. Actually, no, he doesn't turn to me. I go, but I'll turn that on. I'll turn on the thing in a minute. I want to see how this, what happens with this. He goes, you know what? I kind of do too. <laughs> So I'm watching it. He's watching it. Everly's watching it. And then Cindy, because it happened to be on like USA or something another time during that week. I'm like, look at what's on. And she starts getting into it. And I'm thinking, what is it about this show? And I'll tell you what it, what it, I'm noticing it is. It's giving you enough of the characters' personal lives mm -hmm. 
and also getting to the main story of the police procedural. And nobody on there is too dark, and nobody on there is too cutesy. Too light. You know, it sounds it's like you might. Balance. It sounds like um, because this show was on. There was a show recently on Fox called Nine One One. Now it was Nine Hyphen One Hyphen One. That was another show very similar where you you know parts of the episode you see these people's personal lives and everything and then it goes okay nine one one call da 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 and from what I understand the nine one one calls are based off of real nine one one calls very well done show very just nonstop roller coaster and you get to see these characters in their personal lives but you also get to see them come together and kind of create like these family like bonds w- between each other. But then, okay, now we've got to go save this guy who's jumping or we've got to save these people that are trapped in a building that's on fire or uh cop is dispatched to a home invasion, but she doesn't want to start throw her sirens on because of, uh, possibly having the, the home invaders turn violent and kill the child. Mm-hmm. So they send a fire truck and an ambulance into the neighborhood to find out where the person's call, where the kid's calling from. And it's just very well done. Very well done stories. Is very it still cool. on? It had, I think a 10 episode run, but it did get renewed for a second season. I believe okay. if you, if you can find it through your fire stick, I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure you'd enjoy it. Um, the, a lot of the cast is, you're going to look at them like, okay, I know this woman's, I love Peter Krause. So he's, yeah, he's on it. Uh, Angela Bissett's on it. Yep. Uh, good cast. Yeah. Very strong cast. Um, and it's just, it's heartbreaking. Some of these characters, you see them, you know, they see people on the worst day of their life and even whatever crap they're going through, they have to put it aside to do their job. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very well done. And I, 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 I told Jess, I said, this is a show I will, I will watch this if I'm behind on it over, I hate to say it, some of the superhero shows that have been kind of like somewhat hit or miss right. depending on their episode. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So I think that was everything. If I think of other, well, I'll write it down and save it for next time. Absolutely. Any? Uh, uh, go ahead. Let's see. Movies. I'm trying to think. Have you seen any good movies lately? Last movie I saw in the theater was Black Panther. And then the next one I'm going to see will be Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we, Jess and I had gone to see Ready Player One. Okay. Fun movie. You know, I did not read the book, so I don't know how far it deviated from the book or any of that minutia, what have you. I enjoyed it. It was a good popcorn flick. I mean, it Yeah. Well, one of the podcasts that I listened to, started listening to, is called The The Watch. Okay. It's by two guys, and it's a nice, fun, quick conversation. And these are two guys who are critics and writers Mm -hmm. and intelligent. However... They also can, one in particular, can come off very snooty when it comes to, oh, superhero movies. You yeah. know, they're no, they never have any real substance, but they're fun. I'm like, bite me. 
you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely with more superhero movies of today, they tend to be multifaceted, but exactly. whatever. But whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, what I was saying was, he. they did a review of Ready Player One, and they hated it because the main point of the movie was it's better to be in a virtual world than live your life, is what they said. I haven't seen it, so. What for a movie were they watching? Uh, see, there you go. I didn't get that vibe at all. Okay. But, okay, sure. You know, these people clearly went in not wanting to like the movie, it sounds like. But, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I don't know how accurate it was to the film or to the book. I'm probably going to eventually read the book because I'm curious. You know, I know that they had come out and uh, someone had come out and said that certain things from the book had gotten changed. But X amount of time to tell a story, you know. Yes, exactly. But uh, so that was one movie we saw. I'm trying to remember if I mentioned to you the last time we did one of these. If I saw Game Night, I don't think you did. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. It was a fun. It was a fun date movie. You know, it. All the best parts were not shown in the trailer. Good, good, good. It looked like it was going to be good. Yeah, it was. It was enjoyable. And after we in the theater, I looked at. Oh, and that's a movie you could. You should actually take take the time and sit through the credits because there is a quick little after credit scene that is is amusing because it's relevant to something in the movie. Sure, you know, but uh, all in all, it it was fun. The uh, I I cannot remember his the actor's name. I want to say it's Lamore. He also plays Winston on the New Girl or New Girl. Okay. Black actor, yeah, yeah, funny, very great comedic timing. Uh, I told Jess after we were heading out of the theater, I said, you know, if there's ever going to be a Hollywood cop reboot or they delve back into that that pool, mm-hmm. I would love to see that actor in actual in the actual Foley role or shoes, you know sure. that because just. I, I can see him just with his comedic timing, his just, I could see it, you know. And she's like, yeah, I could. But a movie that we saw just the other week was called A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. It's oh, whoa, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Krasinski. <clears throat> yeah. And it's very well done. It's... It's a roller coaster of a film, and it's one of those where you don't really see the monster until the third act. Okay. You know, you'll see, you know, they take the less is more approach for for very very uh, well used throughout the thing. Like you'll see a creature moving through you know, corn stalks, but you don't see the creature in its entirety. You might like see an arm or an appendage or whatever, but sure, sure. You know, it's very well done, very suspenseful. And you don't realize how much noise things make until you have to be quiet. Like that they actually explain, you know, well, they explain it by actually showing it that any noise above a certain amount boom these creatures are on you like like bees on honey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just 
it's intense and it's it's very well done and you know there's talk that they might be doing a universe associated with it but they don't necessarily need to so they're debating on like what they're going to do mm-hmm. like yeah they could go back and delve into it and it if done right it could be very very well done like i'd love to see like what i'd like to see them take an approach where okay you you don't do anything that messes with the story in the first film maybe re revisit it but you're seeing another family go going through it and they discover something else mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or go back and tell us what happened what brought these creatures to earth or to whatever you know sure. like show show us day one you know um yeah i i'll see them eventually like i said i now have the fire stick it's just a matter of picking the time. time um yeah and that and that's one that i think from a storytelling aspect you'd enjoy being a father I think you would thoroughly enjoy. Sure, sure. I, I'm listening to uh, this movie changed me. Did I ever tell you about that podcast? Yes. Okay. Well, they just did one on um, oh Dan in real life, which Mikey now loves as a movie. Okay. And uh, the next one they're going to do is a boy's life, which I have to see, and I've been dying to see it since I saw the trailer. But it's a three-hour-long movie. I was going to say, that's one that they filmed in real time, I think, too. Yep, they had to keep going back. Uh, But the last podcast uh, (laughs) that I'm enjoying is called Love, or no, sorry, um, Alone, A Love Story. Hmm. And and it's the true story of the writer-reader who's telling about her relationships and her having a daughter with the husband. And then she finds out that the husband cheated on. Oh, okay. Exactly. And I won't tell you anything else, but it's it's they're about like twenty minutes long. Um and you just get you know, there's they're on their second season of them. So say ten, twelve episodes a season. And what's the name of that one? It's called Alone. A love Alone. story. And it's it's charming. It's very it's just her talking, but She's very insightful, and even if you don't agree with a lot of her point of view, you just you enjoy the journey. Uh, it'll hook you. I, every right. day I make sure I listen to one of those, and I listen to Imaginary Worlds. Anything else is optional, but those two I hit every day. Yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of behind on things just because, you know, stressed with – Everything with the business, we we had to do our wonderful taxes of this time of the year. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. decided instead of doing taxes myself, I'll just pay somebody to do it. So that was a bit of a experience and an ordeal. But uh, <laughs> the guy that's doing the taxes with my dad and I, or doing the taxes for Jess and I, does my dad's taxes. And oh, there you he, go. He does apparently does a lot of my family's taxes. So he was really good at like he's like okay, well you kind of been shooting yourself in the foot the past couple of years because you've been using this number, use this number moving forward because you'll get more bang for your, your buck, you know, oh, that's cool. So he was very good at helping us. And he goes, okay, out of curiosity, do you run stuff to the post office yourself? or Do they come to you? Well, we make two trips a week to the post office. He's like, all right. Uh, <coughs> and he's, 
doing stuff on on the computer. He's like, okay, which post office do you use? We use this one. Okay. Oh wow, it's two point two miles to the post office from you. He goes, okay, so double that, four point four. Uh, you do twice a week. Yeah, eight by eight or eight point eight times fifty two. Like, oh, okay, you know, and he's just like he's maximizing everything, and it's like holy crap. Okay, cool. No, that's better than so, the guy who my parents used a couple of years ago. They they found somebody new, and yeah. it turns out <laughs> my father caught him. He was using their information to submit something where he was making more money. They were getting their money, but mm-hmm. he was using his client's information to finagle away to lie. To get more money. To get more money for him to pop. <clears throat> and my father saw it and went, um, nope. And then went there and said, come here. <laughs> come here. And, and actually went and confronted him. Good for him. Darn right. And said, uh, I see what you're doing. Give me my stuff. Bye. And I guess the guy got arrested like right afterwards. As he should have. That's, yeah, that, that's shitty when some people take advantage of, of others. And I mean, it's just it's it's really crappy. Well, I mean, I'm glad I my father caught it. I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, no telling how long he's been doing this and to how many people. Exactly. I mean, there, there's a special place in hell for those that take advantage of other people like that. And on that note, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm 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 like you. I'm looking forward to Infinity War. Uh, when next uh, we talk, I'm thinking we'll we'll have seen it. We, we will we will cry. We will wow. cheer. Probably cry again. <laughs> right. Although, yeah, well, apparently, like the guys behind the film have been. Try, you know they've been playing certain close certain things close to the chest like mm-hmm. there's been next to nothing dealing with uh Jeremy Renner we know he's in the film but we don't see him in any right. of the trailers or anything like that and that's because apparently he plays a pivotal point and I'm being I'm willing to bet we're gonna see him in his Ronin outfit because I believe he becomes oh, Ronin he does that would be beautiful yeah and then apparently they are waiting and they are going to wait as long as they can to reveal the title for the next one. Because apparently the title of the next one is going to spoil stuff one. from this one. And it's like, how is that even possible? I, I mean, I like Age, you don't think Age of Ultron is going to ruin anything for which it didn't really. Infinity War, it's kind of a misnomer because obviously at some point they're going to have to get to that storyline. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, uh... Again, I have yeah. to see it. I'm not going to see it the first weekend it comes out, but I'm going to see it very soon after because I know people won't shut up. Yeah, like, Jess and I are going to try to see it because that comes out the end of this month, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, we're going to... Not this weekend, gonna, but next weekend. Yeah, the weekend we're going to be at a convention. Jess and I are going to attempt to see it if we can. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a similar situation. We're going to... We're going to have to try to see it as quickly as possible because there are going to be people that just can't keep their mouth shut. <sighs> I know. I know. I mean, I went through through this kind of on um, on Monday because or, yeah, Monday, because we didn't get to watch Walking Dead live. Hmm. That will sit for a discussion next time. 
we'll catch up with that because I imagine you probably need to go to watch something or what have you. I haven't even eaten dinner yet, so yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, you and I are on the same boat, and my dog's looking at me like, "Hey, you know that thing I like to do outside? I'm about to do it in the house." <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, everybody. Um, as always, you know, rate us, review, yada yada yada, subscribe. Uh, it helps. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you hate. All of that. Mostly what you love. That's, be, you know, be kind. <laughs> and don't forget, look on Facebook for our fan group. Join that. We love all the contributions that everybody's been been giving us daily. Uh, we're all part of this together, so feel free to contribute anything you'd like. And don't forget, stay excited, everybody. See ya. Thanks for listening. Music was provided by Harmony Constant. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher.